Welcome to Bible study, Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We'd like to deal with God's higher ways. Man's way of blessing is getting. God's higher way of blessing is giving. You've heard people say that, right? I'm going to get mine, or I'm going to take care of number one. We all know that number one is ourself, right? And then if someone's questioned, they'll say, well, who's going to take care of me? Understandable. This is something that makes a lot of sense because it's our primary objective is ourself, generally, right? And to do that, we need to get stuff to take care of ourselves, to bless ourselves. That's man's way of doing things. And it's not wrong. It's just God's got a higher way of blessing. And that's giving. I'd like to look at a Bible account to illustrate God's higher way of blessing. By giving, not getting. If you have your Bibles and you'd like to look, turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. And you can pause and do that. I'm going to begin in... In uh, verse 8. First, giving is a blessing by faith. By faith, by trusting God. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, and speaking to Elijah, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there, to sustain thee. So first we find that God has a plan. And it doesn't seem to make any sense. Elijah had prayed for there to be no rain and the rain stopped. Elijah was told to go to the brook Cherith and he was fed there by ravens in the morning and in the evening. And then uh, the brook dried up. And then God comes to him again and says, Hey, go over to this widow woman and she's going to take care of you. Now, widows weren't generally in the business of taking care of people. They were in the business of being taken care of. But you see, God's ways are not our ways. Have you ever asked someone how they were, and they said, blessed? Has anyone ever said, say, how you doing? They say, more blessed. That's a possibility. Because in Acts chapter 20 and verse 35... Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than receive. More is a comparative between giving and receiving. Giving gets you more blessing. You know that uh, this works out in the world too. Have you ever heard of prof in professional football, who gets paid more? The receiver, his job is to get, right? He receives. Or the quarterback, his job, his principal job is to what? Give the ball away. Give it to somebody, the running back, the receiver, the fullback. Who makes more money? The receiver who gets primarily or the quarterback who gives primarily? We all know the answer, right? It's the quarterback that gets paid more generally than the receiver. It's, it's a blessing, it's a blessing to give. If you've ever been to Chick-fil-A and it works out in the marketplace, 
and, and you ask them for something and they get it for you, something little, right? Like some extra sauce. And then you say, hey, thanks. And they look at you and a smile and say, my pleasure. And that's not just a gimmick because Chick-fil-A was the most profitable. That means they made more money than any other quick serve restaurant like McDonald's or Starbucks in the U.S. in 2018. It works out on the balance sheet. Giving is a blessing, but it's by faith. You see, God is really interested in having us be more like him. That's the whole purpose of this. God isn't looking for your money or just your time. He's looking for you to be like him. There's a scripture that's really a little gospel that says, for God so loved the world, and it's in John chapter three, verse 16, that he gave, that he gave. You see that giving makes us like God. It's the mark of God. It's who God is. Now, interestingly, the mark of the enemy, it says in John chapter 10 and verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal. God comes to give and the devil comes to take something that doesn't belong to him. I remember when I was young, and we were having Christmas, and I'd be so excited to open presents. And I remember, man, I cannot believe that we're getting such a good deal here. I get to open all these presents, and they just get to sit there in their bedclothes and look at me, selfish little kid that I was. And I was like, there could be nothing greater than this, right? Till I had a child and realized I am more blessed to see my child's eyes sparkle as they open or receive a gift that I give. You see, God gave us Jesus. Jesus gave us a second chance or a third chance or 70 times seven. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a gift that is given. The Bible said, for by grace we're saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. In Acts chapter 10, the Bible says in verses 44 to 47, I'm not going to read them all, but the Bible talks about that was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. See, God gives salvation, redemption. God gives the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God gives by faith. And what we need to do is, first of all, when we realize that giving is a blessing, we need to realize it's by faith and take God at his word. See, I don't believe God will let us down. See, faith uh, giving is God's higher way of blessing by faith. And Elijah is like, man, well, God, you're going to sustain me by this widow woman. And he, the Bible says that he arose and went to Zarephath. He believed God by faith. God holds preachers and people who attend church to faith in him. But let me show you, have faith in God. God will work it out to where you'll come out on the other side and realize it's a blessing. God's way works. So giving is also a blessing by beginning. By beginning. Giving is a beginning. The quarterback, when he starts to play, it's a beginning, right? When the receiver receives the ball, when you receive a gift, it's kind of the end. When you give a gift, it's a beginning. I'll explain that a little bit more in a moment. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came into the gate of the city, this is 1 Kings 17 and, and verse 10, he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. 
And as she's going, he said, uh, bring me a morsel of bread. Make me some, something to eat. And she was fed up at the time. She said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. She basically said, I've got a little food and I'm gonna and a little oil in a cruise. I've got a little meal in a barrel and oil in a cruise. I'm gonna make the last supper for my son and I, and we're gonna die. There was a famine in the land. She was down to nothing, or almost nothing. Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said. Make your last supper. But make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. He said, Do what you do are going to do. Make me a little cake first. Giving is a beginning. When you start and do your part first, you'll see the blessing. The Bible said, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. Now, Elijah didn't want her food. Elijah was just obeying what God told him to do. He was really not under a place where he had a whole lot of options. God wanted his word honored, and Elijah was simply doing that. But God came through in a way that man could not. But giving is a blessing by beginning. Years ago, I was talking to a man in a covered space, like the vestibule of Publix. That's the, uh, that room between the outer door and the inner building of the lobby where the carts are, right? And he was excited, and we were talking about God, and he was sharing about some type of mentoring he was doing at his church. I guess he was like playing basketball with some needful kids, and he was so excited about what God was doing in him as he was serving God that there was like a little spit at the edge of his throat, I mean, at the edge of his, uh, of his mouth. I mean, the man, he wasn't crazy or anything. He was excited about God. I didn't even tell him. I was just kind of warmed up by his zeal. He was literally like on a, he was on fire for Jesus Christ. And so we were talking and I remember quoting this scripture from Luke chapter six and verse 38. And I was working to explain what he was telling me. He was so excited by what he was giving, uh, giving his time, helping these kids. And, and God was just blessing his heart. And it's, I said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. And I don't know how far I got into this scripture. And this lady comes out from the store into the vestibule, pushing her shopping cart. Never saw her before. And she just continues the scripture. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men given to your bosom. And she just walks out. And it's interesting. It was God's word. It wasn't just true to me or this excited believer next to me, but to a passing shopper. God's ways are higher ways. And giving is the beginning. If you want to start a new life, start by giving. Start by giving your heart to God. Just like the Apostle Paul, he said, what do you want me to do? Or maybe in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, start with the beginning and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. If your life is a mess, why don't you just give yourself to God? Start with the beginning. You know, I've done that where it seems like I couldn't do anything right. Just give it all to God. Give yourself to God. Offer God your day and see what God does with it. 
giving is a blessing by faith, giving is a blessing by beginning, and then giving is a blessing by growing. See, I guess we all want to, to grow or to benefit or to accumulate something, right? It's general. We're all capitalists by nature. Even thieves are capitalists. They want to you know, grow, right? Well, God understands that. And in 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 16, it says, And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. This was a, a supernatural barrel of meal and a supernatural cruise of oil, which were used to make their, their common meals. And they lasted throughout the famine. God was a sustainer. What did she do? Something little, and God made it grow. You know, in farming, you put in a little bit of seed, and you get more crops than you put in, unless there's a famine or something, right? But generally, it's growing. And so if you, if you sow bountifully, means plant, you'll reap bountifully. So not many friends. Well, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. If you're really friendly, you'll have a lot of friends. It's true. God even cares about how you give. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7, Every man according to as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly. That means with sadness or sorrow. God, here's your dollar. Or of compulsion. Oh, I guess I have to. Which is necessity. It says, for God loveth the cheerful giver. The word comes from the word hilaros, where we get hilarious. God loves that joyful heart. Trusting that God is going to do something on the other side. That's giving by faith and giving by a beginning. And it says in the next verse, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. It didn't seem like we're going to fall apart when we give our life to God, does it? It seems like God's going to more than make up the difference and make us to abound. Uh, there's a, an account in Malachi that talks about the tithe. And it's a great representation of God's blessing by growing. The tithe is simply a tenth. It's an old English word that means tenth. And outside of church, you probably don't even understand that word. But it's a tenth of your increase. That means before the government and before your... Uh, 401k and before your medical coverage, thank God for medical coverage, and before your state taxes and before your uh, federal taxes and before your Medicaid and before your Social Security, God gets first off the top, the gross profits, right? And you bring that, the Bible says, into the storehouse in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you, open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Notice, we do one thing and God does four things. That's growing. What's our one thing? 
bring our tithes into the storehouse. That's your local church, wherever you attend church. I'm nothing against TV ministries, but you have to know the character of the, of the preacher, right? And the character. So I, I wouldn't just send something in that's something you didn't know any. Go to a local church. Support your local church. So we do one thing. We bring a tenth. It goes to the local church. Put it in an envelope. Mark it tithe. If you give online, put it tithe. It's not an offering. It's tithe. And then God does four things. Notice. First is the blessing of provision. The house of God is taken care of. The lights are on. In Florida, the air conditioning's on. There's hymnals. There's instruments. The rent is paid. In church buildings, the mortgage is paid. God's blessing, right? The second thing, blessing of proving God. Hold him to his word. He will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't even have a room to receive it. But he's not done. The third thing, the blessing of, of protection. He will rebuke the devourer. Whatsoever would uh, destroy the assets of these, of these believers. And primarily they would have assets in the field, like crops. It was an agricultural society, and that was where your money was tied up. God would protect your assets. And then the fourth thing, the blessing of proclamation. All nations shall call you blessed. That's the fourth thing. It'll be evident. You know, it'll be evident to others that God has moved in your life. When you chose his higher way of blessing by giving. God bless you and hope to, that you'll join us next time.